Wow, I mean, it's just been such a crazy two weeks um, in, in, in this country with everything that's going on. Um, and today, I just, I just want to kind of speak. I just want to take us there. I just want to bring us all to uh, hopefully like a similar position around everything so we can be unified and actually move forward with kind of how to live and how to be. I mean, you know, a couple weeks ago, Orlando shooting happens. And then um, the, the, the police shootings follow that up. And then uh, several days ago, the, the Dallas shootings. And uh, as a you know, 35-year-old, for me, it feels like I, I got to, to a point watching the news where I, I was like, man, everything really does feel like a mess. Like everything really does feel like, I don't know, like, like the water is like about to boil, it seems like. And I know for, for all of us, like we look at these things and, 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 and ultimately the world that we live in is a broken, just messed up place. And um, we, we, we've known this for a long time, but when it happens close to home, then we we kind of feel like things are encroaching on our space. Um, and I, I just, I wanna, I wanna bring us kind of just to some of my commentaries. You know, I'm not gonna get political, but I'm gonna try to show us what the scriptures have to say, what God has to say. Um, and I'm gonna get a little bit social and try to give you my mind on some of this stuff. You know, when we see the brokenness in the world, I've talked to a lot of people who, um, who say, man, don't you think the end times are coming? Man, don't you think things are as bad as they've ever been? And to that one, I'm like, no, it's not. Like things are not worse now than they've been in human history. In fact, like if you believe anything about the scriptures, even if, even if you don't believe it's, 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 it's you know, a very historical, perfectly, uh, depicted narrative um, word for word, if you don't believe that, if you just believe in the principles of scripture, okay, fine, then, then let's just look at, even in the first story, in the first family, uh, there was murder, right? Like Cain kills Abel in the first family. There's murder. And it's not just like murder from one tribe to another tribe. It's not like blacks versus whites. It's not like east versus west. It's, it's brother killing brother. So when someone, you know, gets to this place of, wow, like, man, things are as bad as they've ever been, to that I say, um, did you study any of, like, Roman history, Greek history, where uh, the Greeks would literally go into towns and destroy and rape people and then eventually assimilate them and Hellenize them into their culture, but people's heads would be chopped off. How about 70 AD when the Romans go into Jerusalem? How about uh, Nero burning Rome? I mean, so, is it as bad as it's ever been? No, no, no. In fact, the brokenness is an old, old story. And for, for those of us that like follow 
our faith or believe in Christianity, we should not be surprised when things, um, when God has told us that things are broken and then they, they, they start to come out broken. I, I have a problem with people who, you know, they say these things like this. This country was founded on Christianity. Mm, I struggle with that. What they mean is there was some Christian thinking in the declaration. There was Christian thought and Christian emphasis on the, the nation's fathers. But I have to just, Christianity is not just the way we think. It's not just the things we say we believe. Christianity at its heart is to be Christ-like, okay? Slavery is not Christ-like, not at all. So when someone says we're founded on Christianity, I'm like, so do you mean the people thought that they were Christian? Because they certainly didn't treat or view humanity the way that Christ did. And all that is is to say is that Things have been messed up for a long, long time. You want to move over to the, to the white side of things? Maybe for white people in America, for a, for a while now, it feels like things are getting worse. But maybe for black people in America, things feel like maybe for the first time, like there's some equality. Hmm. Ultimately, there's just brokenness all around. Uh, if you want to watch something fascinating to bring perspective, which is just my goal for today. There's a, there's a documentary that ESPN made called OJ Made in America. And it's a whole story of OJ Simpson. And I was uh, 15, 14, and I saw live the white Bronco, I remember that. Raise your hand if you're in this room and you remember that moment. I, was, I saw it. I was a freshman in high school when the verdict came out. Right before the verdict came out about O.J. Simpson, 70% of black people thought he was innocent. 70% of white people thought he was guilty. I mean, all the, the, this, this year-long process, facts, stories, all of it, nation was divided. And I remember like my buddies at Kilbourn, Kemar Morris, a black friend of mine, he was a junior or senior. I remember we were watching on TVs in the lobby in Kilbourn when the verdict came out, like all schools, like the teachers let all the kids out and we were all down in the lobby and then the verdict came out. And sure enough, all the white people were like, oh man, he got away. And the black people raised their hands in victory. And for the longest time, I was like, how, how, how could he have like gotten away and how could a black person be okay with him getting off of this being acquitted? If the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit. That's all it took? I mean, you watch this series, O.J. Simpson told his agent that he did it. Okay, there was no question about whether or not he did it. There's, there's an understanding that has to be made about why the black people in this country felt like, even if he did it, they had 400 years of slavery where, hey, people were murdering black people and it was legal. 
I mean, the only thing worse than murdering people illegally is murdering people legally. That's where they're coming from. You talk about police brutality. And so it all was 60s, 70s, Rodney King, and then OJ gets off. Now, OJ, he says, I'm not black, I'm not white, I'm OJ. And then the black people were like, we need you to be our winner. And then they won a case. You see, what happens, here's what I find. I find that what we do, and this is where I wanna bring clarity, is we seek one side to be right and one side to be wrong. We seek one group of people to be the right people, to have the right ideas, and then another side to be wrong. We want clarity. Who's right, who's wrong? What's good, what's bad? This week, we go, look what's happening in Dallas. Who's in charge? Who's in trouble? Who's right and who's wrong? Why did this happen? We have to figure out, as humans, I feel like we have this driving force inside of us to go, this is right and this is wrong. And here's the deal about taking all of these issues, everything that's happened this week, everything that happened in Orlando, everything that's happened over the past couple years with terrorism, all of it, is if we look for right and wrong, we're seeking after the wrong type of clarity on all of it. Because you know what the truth about right and wrong is? Is it's simple. Right and wrong is easy. It's easy to know right and wrong. The problem is, is we want to divide and have it be the us's versus the them's. The you's versus the me. My way and their way. Their way and our way. Right, wrong. Who's right, who's wrong. If you seek after that, you're in trouble because here's the reality is if you look at human history, you look at the past 400 years in our country, you look at the way things happened last week, you look at all of the things I just mentioned, on both sides, and I don't believe there are sides, but we believe there are sides, on both sides, right and wrong exists. You can look at what someone did, OJ, what he did, it was wrong, murder. So if you just look for right and wrong, then you won't understand what's happening in the world today. Why could people celebrate that? Because there's a bigger context. There's more going on here. Why do people act the way they act? If you live your life looking for what is right and what is wrong, you are gonna miss what's most important in this world. Because seeking out right and wrong is easy. It's easy to look at what that guy did in Dallas and go, that's wrong. It's easy to look at what happened in Orlando and go, that's wrong. It's easy to look at some of these police shootings and go, man, if this is the case, what that cop did, that was wrong. And then you go, but how could someone from the other side, how could a black person sit there and go, no, that's wrong and he's right. How could that happen? Because we look for right and wrong. We look for black and white. We, we look for who's the winner and who's the loser. And God does not tell us to look for who's right and who's wrong. In fact, what God tells us is that everyone is wrong. There's wrong on both sides. Everybody messes up. Everybody has sin. Our nation, there's macro level sin, there's micro level sin, there's national sin, there's personal sin. There's just brokenness all around and it's been that way forever. And if you wanna be 
someone who's a change agent in the midst of all this, stop making this your goal. Just use this to understand. We understand right, wrong. We look at everything and go, that's wrong. Even if I disagree with 90% of what someone did, that's, that's right. He did a right thing. He did a wrong thing. There's right and wrong on both. The goal today, I believe, for Christians is to have a more sophisticated approach to what's happening nationally, to what's happening in the world. And it's not to just look who's right and wrong and then stand on a side. It's to sit there and go, I need to try to understand. Seek understanding. Put yourself in other people's shoes and then make the decision to live a life of peace. Understanding leads to peace, not being right or wrong. Understanding what's going on leads to peace. And the most important thing to understand is that you have brokenness, they have brokenness, we have brokenness. Come on, you guys. Everyone is broken. Don't be defensive. Come on, every one of us has some wrong. Every one of us has maybe done some things right. And I'm not saying that justice isn't important. And I'm not saying, OJ, it's good that he went, got off. No, 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 no. What he did was wrong. But to understand it, you have to back up and go, what is happening? What a messed up world. Police are messed up. They do things that are wrong sometimes. Sometimes black people make huge mistakes in the midst of a culture that's made efforts to try to repay the 400 years of awful treatment. Sometimes white people don't understand that they've come from such a disadvantage and it makes us look silly. Come on. I remember in, in college there was a study and I took a sociology course and there was a study of a 19-year-old white boy in 1920 and a 19-year-old black boy in 1920, and they looked at all the family, and if all things being equal, the chances of the white person's great-grandkids being successful was 10 to 1 versus the black, just because of the system that they live in. That You have to start to seek why things are happening, not just what is happening. You have to put yourself in other people's shoes. It's easy to say that's right and wrong. It's harder to go, why is this all happening? And the reason it's all happening is that we're all broken. Everyone is broken. Everyone in here, you cannot come to church, you cannot stand before a holy God and think that you are ultimately more right. Yeah, 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 yeah. you understand? Someone does something wrong. I'm not saying they shouldn't be in trouble. I'm saying we have to understand where people are coming from. Man, it's all broken. Man, it's all messed up. Man, there's huge sins that have been made. Man, the nation has made sin. Man, leaders have messed up. Man, followers have messed up. We're all messed up. And ultimately, the only way we can bring any type of peace and hope is if you and me who follow Jesus start to be the Christians we're supposed to be. And that is to forgive, that is to love, that is to not see black, white, slave, uh, free, male or female, and to look at every person eyeball to eyeball and go, you have value, we are the same, God loves us, he calls us beautiful, but he also calls us broken, we're all in this together. And you have to start to march down that road. 
We have to pour into kids' lives. We have to give to these food shelters that we give to. We have to start bringing peace, love, joy to people. But I'm telling you, if you seek after right and wrong, you'll miss it. You'll find one thing wrong on the side and you'll throw the baby out with the bathwater. That's not the world we live in. Okay? Come on. Everyone's messed up. I'm nervous talking about this. I mean, I'd never go here because it divides us. If I pick a side, we divide. You know that? If I pick a party, it's over. If I pick Republican, Democrat, oh, then I divide the room. That's why I don't do it. I believe that every relationship is like a train. Politics, social issues, you're on the train. It's just not, I don't get off the train to stop and have a conversation on those issues. I move to the stop that says, this is where Jesus is. And that's where I have the conversation. Because he's the only one that can bring peace. Look what the most wise person besides Jesus to ever walk on the planet says about how to view the world, how to understand. He says that your goal is not right and wrong. Your goal is understanding the brokenness. Look at this. He says, my son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to what? Say it. Understanding. You gotta seek understanding. Why is this happening? What is this world we live in? Not right and wrong. Right and wrong is easy. It's easy to see right and wrong. There's wrong on both, there's right on both. Why? Why? Move to the next step. Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for what? Understanding. Stop looking for right and wrong. Stop trying to be on the winning team. We're all on the same team and we hurt each other. That's what's happening. Are you looking for this or are you looking for right and wrong? And if you look for it as silver, I mean, come on, I just know people, man, I see it on Facebook. They're seeking out being right. They're seeking out being on the winning team. They have a point to make on Facebook. This is right. They shouldn't have done it. The cop did this. The person did this. They got their justice. Right, wrong, black, white. That's what everybody's trying to be. To, to have the, the commentary to tweet something that says, I figured it out. This is wrong and that is right. That is the wrong goal. Man, we should be weeping. We should be weeping that Cain killed Abel. We should be weeping that brother kills brother. It should break our hearts. And in that moment, we should understand that would have never happened had sin not entered into the world. Had the devil not told a lie and the people, Adam and Eve, bought into the lie and then lived out the lie. Now we all live in a cloudy, stinking mess. And we wanna go, you're right, you're wrong. He says, don't look after right and wrong, man, that's easy. Look after understanding. Seek it as silver. Be a voice of peace. Be a voice of, of embracing the why. And if you look for it as silver and you search for it as a hidden treasure, and that's what it is, I find it so interesting that people jump after right and wrong all the time. It's like they, 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 they can't see. We just want to see an act and then call it. 
And it's true, I think that understanding is hidden. I think that understanding is tough. I think that it's tough to understand the brokenness in the world if you don't understand that we all come from this thing that, uh, that, that sin has riddled us. You have to kind of move away, move away, move away and get to the truth. If you seek for it as a hidden treasure, then you will the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God for the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and say it, understanding. He holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk is, he is a shield to those whose walk is blameless for he guides the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. Then you will what is right and just and fair. Every good path for wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. The only way you can find peace in the midst of this world that we live in, and I'm sorry for just a smattering, just blah, is to seek understanding. I have to tell you, I've talked about this in the past. Peace, peace is not right and wrong. Peace is not war. Peace is not just a lack of trouble for a while. Peace is not just people looking and understanding the intrinsic value of another human being. Peace is not feeding the, just the hungry. Peace is not just giving water to the thirsty. Peace is not going on just a mission trip. Peace is not just being patient. Peace is not just being humble. Peace is not just having a moment to pray. Peace is not Mother Teresa. Peace is not Martha Luton, uh, Martha, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Peace is not Barack Obama. Peace is not Donald Trump. Peace is not our uh, city leaders. Peace is not Joel Kovacs. Peace is not Kevin Langford. Peace is not all of the things in the world you could ever think bring peace are not peace. Peace is a person and that is Jesus Christ. Jesus is peace. Do you understand that the world we live in today got the wake of Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago? That's why we have a Judeo-Christian ethic, because Jesus dropped out of the sky in the middle of a Greek, Roman, polytheistic world that worshipped itself, didn't care about people, had slavery, and said every person is valuable. I love everyone. I died for everyone. I rose for everyone. Go and love one another. I will give you the Holy Spirit. Love one another. Forgive one another. Spend time with one another. Share with one another. Be patient with one another. Be kind with one another. Be faithful to one another. Jesus dropped in, and then after he ascended into sky, Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control was his wake. And some nations, America, got a piece of that. You believe in a piece of peace because Jesus gave it to us 2,000 years ago. But you will never experience all the peace you can have until you experience Jesus. That's the source. That's the source. 
It's almost uh, silly to say anything else. What's the answer? Jesus. How do you forgive? Jesus. Well, I don't know how to forgive. Well, Jesus forgave people that murdered him. Jesus forgave people that slapped him. Jesus forgave people that turned their back on him. He forgave his enemy. How do I love people, Jesus? When Jesus first started his sermon, his first sermon was blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the humble, and then like just a couple sentences later, he says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the sons of God. We need to be the sons and daughters of God. We need to be that. We need to be that. You know how you bring peace? Not right and wrong. Understanding. Compassion. Jesus looked upon the people who murdered him. Jesus looked upon the people who were wrought with sin. And he said, I forgive you. Ooh, that's peace. After they crucified him and he rose from the dead, he went after and saw him. I love you. I forgive you. That's all we got, you guys. That's all we got. Please don't make enemies of people. Please stand in peace. Understanding will help us stand in peace. We're all broken. We need Jesus. Can we just like, ah, oh, just rest in this today? Can you start asking a, a different question? Let's all stand together. We're going to sing a song. I just want to pray. Like, we need to pray for the victims in Orlando. We need to pray for the victims of, of police shootings. We need, to, we need to pray for the victims in Dallas and the, those police officers. I saw a motorcade this morning in Dallas, a police officer. All the traffic being stopped. Not, it's, it's, it's wrong. The why is what drove that. You want to change someone's why? You want to change someone's perspective? You have to exhibit the love of Christ and introduce people to who he is. Man, it is a fresh time. I'm telling you, there's a season in, in, in this world and when darkness shows up so clearly, it is an opportunity for the light of Christ to shine brightly. I am sorry, man, you have an answer in Jesus. In Matthew 5, he says, blessed are the peacemakers, those who understand that we're all broken and have compassion for all people. Those are the peacemakers. They bring peace. And then he goes on and he says, you are the salt of the earth, which means you bring flavor, which means you bring forgiveness, which means you bring uh, restoration which means you bring preservation. You and your God-like attributes change the world. Then he says, Matthew 5.14. If you didn't know, you are at 5.14 church. You are the light of the world. You are not the light by being right. That's not how you become the light. That's not what it's about. You are the light by shining Jesus on people, 
forgiveness on people. That's the light. Not, oh, they were right and they were wrong. Jesus. Because Jesus hugs them all. Jesus brings them all in. Man, if, if anyone's like me, like, I get this feeling that, like, we don't really understand what's going on in the world because we're kind of in a bubble. We need to grow beyond that. We need to grow beyond that. We need to have an understanding. Can we just pray for a minute for this, for this country? God, I just want to lift up to you all the victims over the past two weeks of terrorism, of hate. God, it's wrong. Across the board, wrong. Police shootings, wrong. Dallas shootings, wrong. All wrong, all broken. God, you're going to bring justice to those that did the, the thing that they, they should not have done. You're gonna do what you're gonna do. Everyone's gonna be uh, at a place in life one time where they stand before you and you're gonna bring justice. And God, we want you to use the systems of earth to bring justice the best way possible. But God, help us to be your system of peace. Please, Jesus. I lift up the families who lost a loved one who are sitting, sitting in a room right now, weeping, wondering why. I pray that in that moment, they would understand they're broken and the world they live in is broken and the only answer to that brokenness is Jesus. Please, God, use us as a church to be compassionate. Help us to truly be Christians, to be little Christs, to stand in the face of hate and say, you're loved. God, it's so amazing how we lose sight of it. Please, God, change our hearts. Change us, change us, change us, change us, change us. Help the change in our hearts to have a ripple effect throughout whatever communities, whatever groups of people we touch. We lift up the broken ones. We lift up, lift up the fallen ones. God, we lift up the, the, the villains to you. We lift up the victims to you. God, we lift them all up to you and say, God, please just come in, step in, do something that only you can do with these people. God, even if they end up in prison for life, God, bring Jesus in the prison. God, if they just lose their loved one, bring Jesus into their family unit through a memorial service. God, help people to embrace you so they can have eternity with you. Only you can take this chaos and make it beautiful. Only you, so do it. God, the wheels aren't falling off. The wheels have been off since the beginning. And you're the Savior. We love you, we need you, we worship you today. We worship you today.